Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. We'll be back next week with another regular episode. But today, I have something special for you. Have you ever obsessed over the meaning of a punctuation mark at the end of a text message? Or accidentally talked over a colleague during a video meeting and fumbled to figure out who should start first? Or maybe you just can't adjust to that one colleague's frustrating email style. These awkward, sometimes anxiety-provoking moments are par for the course with virtual communication. Humans rely on body language to understand each other, but when most of our communication happens from behind a screen, our usual signals can get easily lost or misinterpreted. In the new audiobook, Digital Body Language, author Erica Dewan charts a path forward, investigating a wide array of exchanges from large conferences and video meetings to daily emails and texts. She offers insights and solutions to build trust and clarity in our digital world. Keep listening for an exclusive excerpt from the audiobook. And if you like what you hear, you can pick up a copy of Digital Body Language using the link in the show notes or wherever books or audiobooks are sold. Chapter 1 What is Digital Body Language? They had been going out for three years when the fight conducted exclusively via text message occurred. The fight lasted for hours back and forth until, at one point, frustrated and weary, Laura tapped out. So, are we through, question mark? I guess so, Dave replied. Laura was devastated. She called in sick to work the next day and spent the next 24 hours mourning the loss of her relationship by meeting with friends, looking through old photos, and crying. The next night, Dave appeared on her doorstep. Laura, puffy-eyed, answered the door. Did you forget about the dinner we planned a few days ago, he said. You said we were through, Laura said. I meant we were through arguing, Dave said, not as in you and me. Oh, most of us have had exchanges like this in our personal lives, though maybe not quite so dramatic. Communications so confusing and crowded with intimations that we spend an entire day trying to make sense of them. Now take these same dynamics and transfer them to the average workplace. Jack, a mid-level manager, gets an email from his boss. The last sentence, that'll be fine, period, leaves him anxious. The period that punctuates it seems to dominate the screen. 
a black bead, a microbomb, lethal, suggestive. And Jack would swear disapproving. Did I screw up? Or is he merely overthinking it? If he's not, how can he work for a boss who's so oblivious about the implications of a period? Here's another. A positive, enthusiastic female boss headquartered in New York is assigned to lead a remote team based in Dallas. One of its members, a young guy named Sam, flies to New York a few months later for his first face-to-face meeting with his new boss. After a good preliminary discussion, the boss asks, So what were your first impressions of me? Sam hesitates, then admits they weren't all that good. Almost all of his boss's communications were no frills and to the point, leading Sam to believe she was unfriendly, withholding, and probably cold. In person, though, she's the opposite. What made him feel that way, she asks. Sam had to confess it was because she didn't use abbreviations or exclamation marks. When punctuation and acronyms set us off into bouts of uncertainty, self-doubt, anxiety, anger, self-hatred, and mistrust, we can be sure we're living in unmapped times. I grew up reading and rereading the books of Deborah Tannen. In 1990, Tannen, a professor of linguistics at Georgetown University, published her book, You Just Don't Understand, Women and Men in Conversation. I wasn't the only one. Everyone seemed to be reading Tannen's book. An analysis of how we talk to one another using indirection, interruption, pauses, humor, and pacing. You Just Don't Understand dominated national conversations, spent four years on the New York Times bestseller list, and was translated into 30 languages. None of us needs a linguistics degree to know that the ways we communicate meaning today are more confusing than ever. Why? Well, Tannen studied body language almost exclusively in face-to-face interactions. Her work was informed by linguistics, gender, and evolutionary biology, but also by what you and I convey when we cross our arms, look away, or blink. None of us, including Tannen, could have predicted that the majority of our connections would be virtual today. Contemporary communication relies more than ever on how we say something rather than on what we say. That is, our digital body language. When the internet came along, everyone was given a dice and a microphone, but no one was told how to use them. We all just picked up things as we went along, and the mistakes we've made along the way have had real consequences in business. You see, these days, we don't talk the talk or even walk the talk. We write the talk. Texts, emails, instant messages, and video calls are ultimately visual forms of communication. What's more, each of us has different expectations and instincts about whether it's appropriate to send a text or an email, when to look in the camera during a video call, how long to wait before we write someone back, and how to write a digital thank you or apology without seeming sloppy or insincere. Our word choices, response times, video meeting styles, email sign-offs, and even our email signatures create impressions that can either enhance or wreck our closest relationships in the workplace, not to mention our personal lives. Today, roughly 70% of all communication among teams is virtual. We send around 306 billion emails every day, with the average person sending 30 emails daily and fielding 96. According to the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, 50% of the time, the tone of our emails is misinterpreted. 50%. Imagine saying I love you to your partner, but half the time their response is, 
Yeah, right. Have I felt the exact same feeling with my husband Rahul after a text exchange? Not gonna lie, I'm guilty too. More data. The New York Times reported that 43% of working Americans spend at least some time working remotely, a percentage that skyrocketed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Another study reported that 25% of respondents said they socialize more frequently online than in person. A 2015 Pew survey found that 90% of cell phone owners frequently carry their phones with them, with 76% admitting they turn off their phones rarely or never. The average person spends nearly 116 minutes every day, that's about two hours on social media, which over an average lifetime would add up to five years and four months. Psychologist and science journalist Daniel Goldman was the first to popularize the concept of emotional intelligence, or EI, in 1990. Emotional intelligence refers to our ability to read other people's signals and respond to them appropriately while understanding and appreciating the world from others' perspectives. Today, emotional intelligence and empathy have become buzzwords. They are discussed at roundtables. They are part of every mainstream education curriculum. They show up in value statements across every industry, from professional services to healthcare to technology, and they are trademark words in political campaigns and media conversations. Leaders have sold us on the idea that seeing situations clearly from others' perspectives can transform leadership styles, work cultures, and business strategies. Empathy, it seems, advances morale, triggers innovation, drives engagement and retention, and raises profits. Surely, everyone can agree we need more empathy in the world. Why, then, are we all facing a crisis of misunderstanding at work? Well, a big problem is that reading emotion within the digital nature of the modern workplace is difficult. When the concept of emotional intelligence was popularized, the digital era was in its infancy. Email was barely an unwrapped toy. The very first smartphones were thick slabs and rarely appeared at meetings. Texting was what European teenagers did. And video calls were a foreign species. Today, many organizations and communities exist exclusively behind a screen. We've shifted the way we create connections and consequently how we work with our colleagues, as well as our customers, community members, and audiences. The loss of nonverbal body cues is among the most overlooked reasons why employees feel so disengaged from others. If used properly and at scale, empathetic body language equals employee engagement. Disengagement happens not because people don't want to be empathetic, but because with today's tools, they don't know how. Yes, a CEO can say, my office door is always open, and tell everyone he's accessible and approachable. But what if he's never actually in the office, and the only way to communicate with him is to jump into his daily queue of 200-plus emails or Slack messages? Most of today's workplaces, in fact, minimize the conditions necessary to foster and augment clear communication, leading to widespread distrust, resentment, and frustration. There is more physical distance between teams. There are fewer face-to-face interactions. There is virtually no body language to read. Plus, every few months, things seem to get faster, or maybe we're all just imagining it, leaving us no choice but to adapt to the newest normal. We become more thoughtless. We grow more accepting of distractions and interruptions more indifferent to the needs and emotions of colleagues and workmates. 
This digital disconnect leads us to misinterpret, overlook, or ignore signals and cues, creating entirely new waves of organizational dysfunction. The question is, why? We are cueless. It's worth repeating, nonverbal cues make up 60 to 80% of face-to-face communication. Anthropologist Edward T. Hall called these signals and cues posture, proximity, smiles, pauses, yawns, tone, facial expressions, eye contact, hand gestures, and volume, the silent language. How do we create connection when up to 70% of communication among teams takes place digitally? Our ability to care is compromised. Remember how a handshake after a job well done used to go a long way towards making you feel valued? Today, when team members work in different spheres, departments, offices, and countries, a handshake is impossible. One research study inserted very small delays into video calls to assess how colleagues judged one another. For delays of only 1.2 seconds, people were more likely to be rated as less attentive, friendly, and self-disciplined than if there was no delay. Even on video chats, a frozen screen or weird echo makes it hard for attendees to feel that their contributions are being heard and valued, leaving us with the question, how do we show appreciation nowadays? Our timing is off. When someone standing two feet away asks us a question, we respond instantly. We also know when a conversation has come to a natural end. But today, we are no longer obliged to respond to someone immediately. We have stuff to do. At the same time, responding to employees or clients' urgent texts five hours later may leave them feeling ignored and resentful. How can we find the balance between busy inboxes and response times that convey respect? Our screens have altered our traditional body language. When we glance down at our phones or answer quick texts during business meetings, one-on-ones, or lunch discussions, we tend to lose track of our surroundings. We wrap up meetings faster than we should, overlook our colleague's facial expressions, his smiles, or the fact that he just put down his pen to listen more closely. In sales conversations, it's even easy to miss the lean-in. How do we stop digital tools from interrupting even our face-to-face interactions? Lastly, as we all know, technology creates masks. Today, we all have the option of concealing what we really feel and think. Choosing to email or text can cloak uncomfortable feelings, but it can also create a whole lot of ambiguity and misunderstanding. For people who like to keep their thoughts and feelings to themselves, screens provide good camouflage. But that's not how leaders are built. Even when you're on a video conference, gazing at your own face on the screen makes it harder for you to relax fully and naturally into the conversation. How can we remain authentic and connected when a screen divides us? The answer is understanding the cues and signals that we're sending with our digital body language and tailoring them to create clear, precise messages. What is implicit in body language now has to be explicit in our digital body language. What is digital body language and why is it important? Digital body language offers a systematic approach to understanding the signs of the digital world just as we interpret those of the physical world. It will identify and explain the evolving norms and cues of digital communications within organizations 
And in doing so, it will help to create a set of common expectations for communicating, regardless of distance. It's a little like a French-English dictionary, but in this case, my mission is to translate in-person body language to such things as punctuation, video call first impressions, abbreviations, signatures, and the time it takes us to press send. By embedding a real understanding of digital body language into your organization or group, you can implement communication processes that can provide both the structure and the tools to support a silo-breaking, trust-filled environment. This skill, in turn, will lead to enormous efficiencies as people will spend less time wondering about that period or lack of exclamation marks. Here are a few practical examples to help you understand how traditional body language has been translated into digital body language. Traditional body language involves a head tilted to one side, signaling that another person is listening attentively. Digital body language involves liking a text, praising another person's input in an email, making a detailed comment verbally or in the chat box during a video call when someone expresses an idea instead of just saying, I agree. Traditional body language involves stroking your chin or pausing for a few seconds, signaling that you're thinking about what's just been said. Digital body language involves taking a few extra minutes to respond to a text indicating respect for what it says, writing a long or detailed response to an email that shows thought and focus, pausing during a conference call to take in what's been said instead of blurting out the first thing that comes to mind. Traditional body language involves smiling. It's contagious. Our smile lights up the areas of the brain linked to happiness, which is why the people we smile at tend to smile back or feel a stronger sense of connection with us. Digital body language involves using exclamation points and emojis well within reason, adding a simple have a great weekend to the end of an email, laughing during a video meeting. Traditional body language involves nodding, bobbing our heads up and down, makes us seem both interested and approachable. Nods like smiles are infectious, meaning that if we nod while we're speaking, others are more likely to go along with what we say. Digital body language involves responding promptly to a text, showing engagement by replying to an email with substantive comments, writing, I completely agree with what you're saying in the group chat during a Microsoft Teams meeting, using a thumbs up emoji in a video meeting. The skill set that this book teaches will set you up to be your best, to deliver new ideas, speak truth to power, operate with confidence in fuzzy situations, and engage others in ways that complement your brand. It will restore emotional nuance to team engagement in ways that are clear, transparent, and long-lasting. With this book as your guide, you'll be able to create new norms of collaboration and behavior that reduce misunderstandings and enable you to lead with more clarity. Not least, my mission in digital body language is to help you stand out as a great communicator and thereby a great leader. In order to truly understand this new ideal of communication, we need to understand the four laws of digital body language. Value visibly, communicate carefully, collaborate confidently, and trust totally. We'll take them in order. Again, that was an excerpt from the new audiobook, Digital Body Language by Erica Dewan. Thanks for listening. Get your copy today using the link in the show notes or wherever books or audiobooks are sold. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, 
I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.